Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. I'm Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here today to give you a spoiler-filled discussion and review of episode 12 of Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. Oh, man. You said it right. (laughs) So what did you think of episode 12, my friend? Man, I am sad. Like, spoiler alert, guys. Spoiler Spoiler spoiler, alert. I know that we've said it. Go away if you don't want to know that Ben Yurick dies. Poor, poor Ben Yurick. Oh. That was the worst. I'm so sad. Karen Page is such an asshole. Right? As much as I like Karen, like, this is straight up her fault. He didn't even, like, you know, uh, Fisk was like, you brought my mother into this, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he didn't even know he was doing that at all. Then... Then Ben went out of his way to save Karen. Yes, I know, right? He was like, yes, I was alone. He, like, took it. I mean, it's not like, it didn't, I don't know if he really went out of his way, because there wasn't really anything that uh, he could do to save himself at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, he could have said he was with somebody and then refused to give up the names of it. But then they would have guessed. I don't know. They would have figured it out. No, they would have just tortured him. Yeah, this is a really sad episode for us. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking a drink for Ben Yurk. <laughs> <sighs> and those are some good ciders. Well, both these last two episodes have just ended in such a way that I'm like, I, there's nothing else we can really even talk about. <laughs> uh, Karen Karen shooting uh, Karen shooting Wesley, and then Ben dying. I, the last conversation between Ben and and, and Fisk was just so intense. It really was. You knew it was coming, but I don't know, Fisk Fisk held his anger in until that I, when when he started to let that anger out and when he was like, "You brought my mother into this." Um I didn't I was scared he was going to like um do a uh, you know, perform like a Russian car door on Ben. <laughs> Or something yeah. like that. Like I was, yeah. I was really worried they were gonna go real gory with it, just because of how angry Fisk was. And I mean, it was still pretty, pretty bad. I mean, most of the time, if you see that kind of struggle in a, in a scene, it probably means the good guy's gonna get away. Yeah. Uh, not in this case. Not nope. in this case. Um, fucking Karen. <laughs> you know, in the beginning of the episode, when she was like downing liquor like crazy. Yeah. And um. And she was getting all boozed up and then taking a shower because that's going to help. Um, when when Fisk was in her kitchen, in her dream, mm-hmm. like, I was terrified for her. Oh, yeah. And then, like, toward the end of the episode, I'm like, what is wrong with you, Karen? You caused everything. Yeah, this is uh, it's unmistakably her fault. <laughs> like, uh, Ben, Ben Yurick probably would have had, I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't have, but I, I would like to think he would have had the instincts not to go to see his mother or to do a better job of hiding the fact that he went to see Fisk's mother. And uh, she, without telling him, like didn't even allow him to consent one way or the other. Um, it's really, yeah, really... just conning him into it. Yeah, conned him into it with his dead wife, or his like, dying wives, saying it was going to be a good trip for her. You know, like, oh, yeah, let me show you this thing for her. her. That's really, uh, I don't know, Karen, I like her, I like her character a lot, but that's pretty uh, messed up. <laughs> um, and she's going to have to deal with that guilt, which also I, <laughs> I really want to see her get over this guilt thing, but now it's like a whole new thing to be guilty about. 
It's rough. It's rough. She's been guilty about the guy dying in her apartment, and then she's been guilty about killing Wesley, and now she's going to feel uh, real guilty about Ben Urich's death. Because that is straight up on her head. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. We won't, we won't, we won't uh, rag on Karen anymore. I kind of feel like um, Foggy's uh, ex mm-hmm. almost, almost kind of redeemed herself. Marcy, that's her name. <sighs> I don't know about redeemed herself. She showed, she showed a little more depth this episode. Yeah. I like that right after we were talking about, like, is she going to show some character depth? Nope. She's just a bitch. Yeah. And then, like, right after that, we're just like, oh, oh. Well, I'll say oh, this, though. She showed a little character she's depth. Turning around. I'm a little concerned that uh, she is going to go the other way with it and alert Fisk and his people, or at least alert his, uh, his lawyers that uh, people are after him and, and and planning to print you know whatever information yeah uh, that is I, a worry i liked his editor so much last episode when he offered ben a job but now looking back he was just offering him that job to get him off of being a reporter yeah oh looking back it like makes so much sense that that guy was in fisk's pocket but i i totally didn't see that coming well that's that's the thing is you know you don't see people being in his pocket until it's too late yep Ah, murders and acquisitions (laughs) i'm 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 in a dark place man (laughs) i'm in a dark place this episode was real dark daredevil took down madam gowl's whole operation yeah for the most part i mean she's not doing anything anymore obviously yeah took took down her heroin operation yeah, which is her part of the thing, but as she said, well, that was just a business that, of convenience. Yeah, that was just like, oh well, let's make some money on the side while we got it. Yeah, but apparently, it sounds to me like she's a mystic. She's she's going to be a mystical element as well. We're going to see her again in Iron Fist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to. Uh, I know that. I know that serpent symbol. Everyone is posting that that serpent symbol is is uh, something from Iron Fist. Yeah, the steel serpent. They so, even called the uh, they even called the the heroin steel serpent. I know, I know. Yeah, they just they actually called up by name tonight, uh, and so 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 with all of that, Daredevil gets into this, you know, in in one foul swoop, uh, takes takes down their operation. But man, finding all those blind people and how yeah. how people were being you know mistreated, uh, that that left that left Matt in a dark place, you know. Well. So did finding out that Madame Gao has ridiculous strength when she punched him. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's uh, dude. If... She, with that cane, she's playing the long con. She's Yoda. Oh man, she's been playing the long con in a lot of ways. We never talked about it too much, uh, but there was one part of this whole season that I really, really enjoyed that we didn't get to touch on, um, and that is the fact that uh, Fisk and. Madam Gao were both pretending not to know the language. Yeah. Um, that is such a great little twist. Um, especially if you watch those first few episodes, there's something really neat that happens where um, when, when, when Wesley is in the room to translate in quotation marks, yeah. um, he'll, he'll, he'll often soften things that other people say. Yep. And that's like such a deceptive thing because it not only makes 
people think they that their message didn't get across to Fisk, that Wesley's doing them like a favor or something. But it also makes Fisk just directly appear weak in those scenes. Um, and it, he appears to be kind of, uh, it, as, as Madame Gao said, it is a wise man who plays the fool. Yep. Um, and, and he's, he's playing the fool in such a really cool way. Um, and Madame Gao was doing the same. And so th- them being, uh, uh, th- th- when that, when that, when that, when that was dropped in like episode, I don't know, seven or eight, I was really, I was really shocked. And I, I think it was eight. really liked it. I really liked, especially thinking back on episode one and two, when you have Wesley <laughs> softening things that Kingpin says or softening things that people say to Kingpin. Cause it makes, yeah. it makes him look like a, like a fool on a hill that has this translator coming between him and the real world, you know? Yeah, and then I mean Nobu even called him out on it back when he was alive. <laughs> back when Nobu was a thing, he was like, "Misspeak my words again." Um, and now, now I don't remember the threat. I think it was like, "And I'll have your head" or something like that. Yeah, I do. You remember um, last episode when they were talking about uh, the two episodes ago? They were talking about Nobu's body, and he said, "There, his people are now preparing it, his body for what is next." Yeah, for what is next to come. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that sounded uh, that sounded ominous. It is. And then tonight, I'm Madame, trying real hard not to. Not no, to yeah, yeah. No, we don't want to spoil too much, but uh, we don't want to spoil anything. But we'll just talk about what's in this in the, happened in this show. And uh, Madame Gao, another another mystical element tonight. When Madame Gao said, "You going home? I'm going to my homeland." I believe she said. Yeah. Um, and then he says, China? And she says, no, somewhere much further. A considerable distance further. Oh, yeah. So, and I'm all like, it's Kunlun! She's from Kunlun! Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. And uh, we won't talk about it too much here. Yeah, she's, uh, she's definitely from somewhere mystical, because there's nowhere really further than China. So much. <laughs> it's kind of on the opposite side from us. Yep, so uh, that, that was an interesting line. Uh, It'd be really funny if she just shows up in nowhere. She's like, <laughs> she's like best friends with the collector. Yeah, that that would that would track. <laughs> she's uh, she's got her own little box that she can just come and go from. Yeah, she like she's part of the collection. <laughs> <laughs> that would be silly. That would be real silly. Uh, let's see. Anything else in this episode that we didn't touch on that we want to touch on? We get the fit of rage from from Fisk beating uh, Francis. Unconscious. Oh gosh, that was rough. Have you ever seen um, La? Oh, what's that? La- labyrinth, not labyrinth, but Pan's Labyrinth. I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth. No. In Pan's Labyrinth. There's a scene where a Nazi beats a man with a Coke bottle, and uh, it shows his face get crushed, and it's one of the most like it's a scene that like bothers me to this day because <laughs> it's like the man's face is being crushed in, and you can still hear him breathing and wheezing and trying to breathe. It's mm-hmm. really gross. It's just so gross. That scene reminded me of that, like Fisk just going off on that man. His fist just feels so powerful on this show. It really does. That well, that goes to show you also 
the um, it feels like the sound is is amped up so that we experience it similar to Daredevil because he would hear every fistfall like that. Possible, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that. I definitely noticed tonight in the scene. I really enjoyed the sound design. Sound, the sound design on the show should probably win uh, some something, <laughs> whatever gives awards to Netflix shows. Um, I guess the <laughs> Emmys. Um, <laughs> I guess it's Emmys. But the uh, the sound design on the scene where he's following that car uh, to Madame Gal's place was amazing. Just really, really great sound design. Hell, the, the free-running that whoever, whatever stunt double did with, like in place of him was incredible. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And we got, <laughs> we got another pretty long shot tonight when he was preparing to take down Madame Gal's place and like... It kind of panned through the place and then showed this guard and then it showed him just kind of standing there and then Matt Murdock comes in and takes him down. Uh, I thought for a second we were going to get another like seven minute long scene, yeah. <laughs> seven minute long one take shot where he takes down a whole a whole different warehouse. <laughs> just like, I felt I felt like in this one, though, um, just before that, whenever he was running across the rooftops and everything, we still we got another feeling that. It is a city. Like it is, it's not disconnected locations in a city that they're that they're in. Mm-hmm. He's protecting an entire city. Yeah, it really, or is. an entire area of yeah. a, a massive city. I get that. I, I totally, I totally see that. Just the way they've portrayed the city on this show has made me. And we talked about it in the first few episodes, but I really do like. I just, I care about the city. It feels, it feels like a real city to me. Yeah, uh, it feels like it's populated. You know. What about when uh, when Marcy insulted uh, Josie's bar when she called it a petri dish? <laughs> I was a little upset. Yeah, I was I'm offended. I was like, "How dare you?" He runs the food drive <laughs> every year. Exactly, exactly. And he's and he's oh yeah, well he's a criminal, but yeah, he's uh, turning it around. He's turning it around. He's turning it around. I I will say it, it seems like between Fisk and Matt Murdock. It seems like we have officially dismantled that organization, the uh, the the little like um, the cabal that was running the entire crime syndicate. Whoa! Uh, Don't just go throwing words around, because <laughs> um, that's something. The cabal. Uh, yeah, that's that's something. It's also just a term for a group of you know whatever. You didn't capitalize it. I get that. Yeah, no, just, uh, careful with that. <laughs> small, small K cabal. <laughs> um, now I'm hungry for kebabs. I don't know. I think oh. it's a C. <laughs> kebabs are a C. No, no, cabal. Cabal's a C. All right. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I just want some meat on a stick. That's fair. Uh, this 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 group of uh. Of, of criminals has been pretty much dismantled. Like Fist took a couple of them down in succession. And now uh daredevil has taken down the, the remainder, like pretty much just Leland. And, and I mean, I think Madam gal is going to be back, but she's, she, she, her, her operation is kaput, you know? Yeah. Well, she told Leland, like we will not speak again. And then she just disappears. Yep. So it just seems like this whole thing is a, in a, in, a, in a way, the, they have made a big difference by taking out that much of the crime in the city. But we gotta—we'll uh, see what Fisk does now, because it seems like Fisk himself is gonna be the only remaining uh, crime boss in the area. 
That's kind of how he wanted it. Yep, that is exactly how he wanted it. And we, we, I mean, I think you called it more than I called it, but you, we pretty much called it with um, Madame Gao and Leland working together. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we were with the uh, with the poison, but it was directed on. at her and not not at Fisk. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's exactly what my theory. That was, was a little twist. Oh, that was my theory uh, that he would. They were trying to get her out of the way because she didn't like the way he was. Uh, Fisk was acting and they wanted the fisk back that would was doing their bidding that's what i that was my uh which is yeah. i was i was down i was downright perfect on that <laughs> um, i thought it kind of uh kind of interesting though whenever she woke up how uh how she was just like yeah go and kill them make them suffer i expect nothing less out of you let them know that they can't take you away from me yeah mm Vanessa is turning into uh, the character we want her to be. I think, like I, I think we need her to be that kind of, uh, you know, f- driving force, <laughs> villainess. I guess <laughs> um, we need her to be there, and I think she's really becoming that. So that's pretty cool. The queen pin. Um, <laughs> the queen pin, exactly. Um, so yeah. Uh, anything else you want to discuss on this episode? I feel like that's pretty, pretty solid. Um, where do you think we're going from here? What do you think this last episode's gonna gonna be? He better put on that damn body armor. Yeah, he really better. <laughs> uh, I understand they had to give it a give it an episode. Yeah. Give, give that guy some time to do some. Mr. Work. Potter is uh, he's crafting right now. Yeah, I wonder if Mr. Potter will show up later with saw blades on hand. That'd be really funny. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe in a in a few in a future season even. Um, oh oh yeah, uh, something that we need to mention. Um, Madame Gao doesn't blind her people; they willingly blind themselves. Oof, yeah, that was that's dark. Yeah, because what she was saying that they have faith in something beyond your world, and he said you've taken that away from them now. Uh, and I, uh. I wonder. I guess I guess that's something to do with her mystical connection. Uh, that they also have faith in that mystical connection that she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're gonna find out more. I think uh, in these coming uh, shows with Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist are all on the way, and then Defenders. And I think a lot of this is gonna be revealed in in these four shows. So cool to have four successive shows so quickly one after another um and and the story to be expounded upon so so deeply i'm very excited to see where this goes i man well i think i think that's about all for me you got anything i did want to point out one easter egg that i noticed in this one all right. uh, the office across from from nelson and murdoch is atlas uh, atlas in- atlas investments. investments yeah what is that yeah. I, I saw that and i told Alyssa, i was like i bet that's a comic book thing it is. Um, Atlas Comics is actually the company that Marvel used to be. Oh, like, that's right. That's, that's right. what they switched to. And the, the logo that they had on the door is almost exactly the same that Atlas oh, used that's to have. Fun. That's fun. It's a nice little just little tidbit for the people who are looking for it. Absolutely. That's rad. <sighs> All right, well, I'm going to go watch this episode 13. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think... I think I might do that too. Yeah. I gotta do laundry, and that's something to do while laundry's going. Yeah, it is. It's the perfect thing to do while laundry's going. 
Well, guys, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine. If you'd like to find out more about our cast or hear some other episodes, you can check us out at mcucast.com. If you'd like to leave us some feedback, you can go to at mcucast on Twitter, mcucast at gmail.com on the emails, or facebook.com slash mcucast. Or uh, you can just give us a call at 573-CAST-MCU. If you really like to help us out, we always need more five-star iTunes reviews. And uh, tell your friends to subscribe. <laughs> Most of you probably already are subscribed. But if you're not, go subscribe. <laughs> if you already are, tell your friends. <laughs> I think uh, I think we got a couple of more last night. I was at a, a friend's party for his birthday and um i seemed to be like king of the nerds just because i was talking about marvel cinematic universe stuff and, <laughs> and i knew what i was talking about and i was just like yeah man uh, we talk about this script this kind of stuff on the podcast all the time they're like what you have a podcast <laughs> give me the link it's funny i did that i did that last night it's it's so funny i'm a musician i'm playing in bars all the time I'm playing like and out there trying to be kind of cool and doing my like and then I'll get to talk to somebody and find out they'd like podcasts and I'll tell them about my podcast. And it's just like, I'm up there playing rock music. And then they're like, oh yeah, what's your podcast on? Uh, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I'm a huge nerd, by the way. I'm a huge nerd. Um, so yeah, that happened last night too. Uh, Good job. I told somebody, in, told somebody in Atlanta to come check, to check out the podcast because they were like, I love podcasts. Oh, Marvel. And they actually ended up being Marvel fans as well. So I was like, come check out the podcast. Nice. Um, but anyway, we have enjoyed so much talking to you guys over all these Daredevil episodes. Only one more to come, and that'll be tomorrow. We got one more. One more. Um, so we're, we're coming up, coming at you tomorrow with one more. And, uh, and then we're going to probably going to do, we're probably going to wait a couple days and do some sort of roundup cast to, uh, to end the Daredevil section of the, of the podcast. We'll probably do like a, a full cast, maybe, maybe some roundup uh, round table. Yeah, maybe have some guests to talk about what they thought of the, the entire season. Um, so yeah, uh, stick around to hear more about that. And we'll be talking to you guys real soon. Mm-hmm.